Welcome, okay. dudes and dudes, to Limelight Podcast. Kyler from Bloodbather is here, the new vocalist. What's up, my dude? What's up? We had some. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting like bombarded. If you can't see him, and you hear him, he's getting bombarded by his mic. What you got there, bud? What, what's that little toy you have there? <laughs> uh, it's it's a. Uh, what the fuck is this? This is definitely a. <laughs> this is a a Samsung oh, CO1 Studio condenser. That's good hot. stuff, bro. With a pop filter. It costs hey, me ten bucks. That's called filter. being that's called being cultured. I'm trying, dude. <laughs> Alright. Brings me back to the days of when like my vocalists in a band would like record their vocals in a, in a closet to get that's like, the way to go. Day is the only way to go, honestly. Yeah. It sounds yeah. the best. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recorded all the silence vocals on in a closet. Really? <laughs> yeah. You have to. You have to. Yeah. Uh, my boy Ben from uh, Strawberry Girls, he he, we did a podcast and he was in his closet for it. And he did the same thing you were doing, where you had like this glorious mushroom trip of a background. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm getting uh, in touch with my my traumas and I'm figuring out all the problems <laughs> in my life and now I'm perfect. They say COVID for self centering. That's what it yeah, is, you know. It is absolutely. The ego is gone. <laughs> it's, it's removed. It's completely removed. So, well, for, first off, I mean, we already told you before, but congrats on the uh, on all the success so far and everything that's been picking up for you guys. The new Thank EP's ki- the new EP is killer. Me and George were talking about before we had you come in. So, just congrats on all that, all the hard work. I appreciate it. It was it was quite the journey. I, I just might as well say this, even though it might get asked, but I'm gonna just go ahead. Is because we had an old vocalist and I took over the duties and I had to re-record. All the vocals that were already recorded, mixed, mastered, everything. And that took like another six months to do. And everyone was pissed at us. <laughs> so what's, what's that feeling like going into a session like that and knowing that you are replacing somebody with potentially a different vision and a different way of like going about the writing process? What's what's your what's your mentality going into that? Oh, it's fucking terrible. It is yeah. awful because you are always the second dude you know like 100 percent. like there's some people that got lucky that like you know a lot of bands didn't have a claim to the fame yet and they had their better vocal like dillinger escape plan made it through fucking i could i'm sure there's i am dis- like a bunch of crazy bands that like had a second vocalist but got that pass because you know they weren't anything that big yet but um apparently we were already picking up because people for god commenting on my own instagram being like where's jeff and i'm like dude, <laughs> like dude go go to the band go to the band's fucking insta page like now you're just attacking me <laughs> it was like they're like you're like this sucks like where's jeff and i'm like dude <laughs> go fuck yourself well they're, they're let, let's just say they're absolutely freaking wrong about that shit you did a great job with everything that you did appreciate it i mean the reason I'd like to think so. I tried, you know, but um. At least you tried, right? I tried. I tried, <laughs> but people are like, "Yo, this guy fucking sucks." Blah blah blah. Like, where's the black guy? And I'm like, "Dude, come on!" Like, and they're like, I'm "Like, that is so crazy to say." And I was yeah, like, "That's like a little ignorant." But at the same time, like, I mean, it's just um, it's just people that have other opinions, and like everybody has them. So fuck it, dude. Like, I mean, there's so many bands that have even had successful vocalists coming into, like, perfect example, like uh, the producer uh, that you guys went to, um. Who recorded Dance Gap a Dance? You know, Johnny Craig was in the band, got booted, and then you got uh, Tillian and uh, Young. Bro, and then, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, because the, they had a bunch. So that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. It's like, I'm a firm believer in, like, you could do anything, and if you just do it long enough, it's bound to, like, bear fruit. 
but mm-hmm. there's obvious that like middle downslope terrible like shit storm that makes you want to quit but um I think if you just keep writing it out, it's, you know, I think the algorithm kind of just dictates that it's going to be fine in the end. Absolutely. Screenshot so, those comments, and then when you guys release more music in the future, you're going to see them re-comment and be like, wow, this is amazing. And be like, you fuckers. It's like, <laughs> you guys are so, like, such dickheads. Like, yeah. they're like, like, this guy sucks. I'm like, dude, oh my god, like, fine. That's, that's, <laughs> like, the worst, that's the worst part about social media, though. It's like, you have microcosms of opinions, but... I mean, for you, that's a high-pressure situation. Obviously, you're going to be really critical of yourself. You know that people are going to be critical of you. Right. Unfortunately, even if you get a thousand great comments and a and a thousand great accolades saying how great of a job you did, you're always going to put emphasis on the one that says you suck. Absolutely. And unfortunately, <laughs> and unfortunately, we all know it. I mean, people just like to stir the pot. They like they like to hate. They like to bait people into those situations. I so, agree. It's a shame. It is so like when Chester Bennington, when they were releasing um, albums with Thinkin Park, like their his his personal Instagram was filled with hate, dude, and it fucking tore my heart out. I was like, can you just shut the fuck up? If you don't like the music, you don't say anything. I don't know why, you know, that concept has to be put in your head. Like, uh, you know, I really feel it's like. Also, they're doing it for themselves. <laughs> like, what, exactly. What do you mean? And there's gonna I be mean, other people along the line that are actually gonna thoroughly enjoy it. And th- those are the people I'd rather have. That if I was like playing original music for sure. Mm-hmm. I yeah I just like I, I think social media is like the worst fucking plague on humanity so like it, it it is upsetting like not even me like I I know I can handle it but um like when I see like just anybody getting attacked even like fucking famous ass people I'm like dude they don't nobody deserves to get like shit on like you're, they're gonna read it and they know it affects them like absolutely know it affects them like everybody's human like it's it, it's weird to think that everybody's human everybody puts their pants on the same way like every yeah. day <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's like i don't think humans deserve a lot of things like negatively like i just you know i i could go farther deep into that like i just the shit that people get for like mistakes they make are like mm-hmm. it is it is insurmountably like <laughs> it is it is too too much honestly like like People, I don't know, like just like nobody thinks that it's going to happen to them, and then it does, and then it's hard to take pity on those people because you're like you were just destroying this one person. So it's like mm-hmm. if you can't have empathy, it's like you're like we're all going to fucking get shit on over time, and we're all going to be miserable and depressed, which is like already happening. So like it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. A perfect example. I mean, it was the bass player from Ghost Inside. I mean, I, I believe he made a racial slur, and then as soon as that mm-hmm. caught wind, I mean, it was a cancel culture like effect. And uh, dude, I just like let the guy apologize, and like he was sincere right. about it. But like he was out of the band immediately, and now they're trying to bring him back. And and everything that they've went through as a band in general, with that crash mm-hmm. and losing some of the, some of the uh, I think it was some of the touring members. The bus driver died. The drummer mm-hmm. lost his leg. Like it's just it was just such a tragedy. And then like you know that that happens to him, it gets brought back up, and it's like. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, dude, like, I, you know, I, I, I got obviously, you know, I'm against racism and all that shit, but it's like, absolutely. But, you know, it's like, dude, like, when you start digging up stuff and it's like, I don't think this person was racially charged being like, you know, fuck N word. Like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's actually racist. You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. that's like what the difference is, is like, yeah, it sucks, but to like fucking destroy this guy for saying a word that I'm hope, you know, I'd like to think that he obviously didn't mean it, but, right. um, exactly. You know, it's you like, try okay, to get, sh- you try to get people the benefit of the doubt before casting. Ab- absolutely. Casting that out. And yeah. it's like, 
and no, it's not really my place to be like, oh, dude, it's just the N-word, and I know that holds a lot of weight for a lot of people, you know? And, like, but I think with anything, like, if somebody did something in the past, and if they're willing to rectify it, then by all means, give them that space to do so. I don't think they need to get kicked. I don't think there deserves to be, like, a punishment in the fact of, like, you did this, this, so therefore you don't deserve this. And it's like, it's just, it's like the punishment is like, it's too imbalanced, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I see too many of it like, happening where it's like somebody apologizes and they seem sincere. Or, like, maybe it was like five years ago and the person's a different person and they're like getting called out for shit. And it's like, oh man, like, y'all are still on this. Like, you're still yeah. mad about it. Like, you're, I know you're not. Like, cause if you, if I dug up any of their tweets or like things that they did in the past, I'd be like, dude, y'all are assaulters. Y'all are this. Like, yeah. Like, take I, a chill pill and fucking relax. I think the weird thing about that is, is when you think and you peel back the onion of like when somebody does do something, especially in like the public sector where people are able to make their own opinions and have the court of public opinion out there. I think really the real problem with it is, is there's no playbook on when say like a Michael Vick, since that's, I mean, that's a big cataclysmic thing that happened in this area, whether it be 10 years ago or now, but this guy obviously did something that was terrible and reprehensible but at what point do you say, okay, he has done the deed, he's rectified his image, he's rectified what he's done? And that's kind of the hard line to toe because everybody is a different situation depending on their past and who they are as a person and how they are perceived. So it's, it's hard to say, does one person for making a mistake, even though they have a track record of doing so many good things and never having that situation present themselves, is different to say a person like me or like you or like George or like somebody else. So it's, it's where do we all come to an agreement where when somebody is in penance, where do we find that part in the, the rectification process where we're like, okay, he's done enough. That's where it's hard. It's, it's just tough. I, I agree. And I think that it's pretty profound when it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, when, when is there like the, okay, you know, he's done his time or whatever. And it's like, if, I can even get into like, people don't deserve prison the way it is right now. So it's like, why are we creating these like mental prisons where it's like, you are punished. Like you did a bad thing. You are a little boy. You were punished. You know, Michael Vick, good example. What I, what he did is terrible. And like the act itself is disgusting to me, you know, my, my opinion. And no, I mean, uh, but I truly think that if we want to go into like the root of things, everything to to get on with anybody's life and to be completely healthy, it it, it does have to be forgiven. Like everything does. You, if I'm not there, it wasn't my situation. Like, you know, and I don't know Michael Vick, so I don't know what type of person he is. Obviously, what he did in my head is an indicator of what type of person he might be, and I might not agree with the things that he thinks is fine. So it's like a hard place for me to be like, you know, fuck Michael Vick and like. And like he sucks, and it's like, and yeah. I just don't know. Like, and this is just one aspect of his life. Maybe he just making a mistake. He was younger, I, you know. He doesn't quite care about animals, and I guess that everything that humans do are not rooted in evil because there is no pure evil. And there's always yeah. a reason why people do things. Like, yeah. regardless if it's like, you know, bra- yes, like, sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. good. No, we can. You're good. That's when you get back at me for my dog barking. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I don't think. Like everything is for a reason. So like until we right. until we have like people actually getting like rehabilitated, like instead of getting shit on, like oh you did this, you suck, like you're a bad person. If anything, that's gonna fuel people to be worse. 
to be like, well, I might as well fit this image because there is, you know, a psychological like endeavor to being like owning up to what you are because then it's more likable. It's like at least you're not like and, bullshitting. And and to circle it back, that's why social media is such a problem. And it's just and like you said, it is a mental prison. It's a yeah. it's a mental box that you put yourself in when you seclude yourself to opinions. On right. certain things, and it's a shame. So don't let that shit get to you, bro, because you kicked ass on this new EP. <laughs> oh, no, I know, I know. Of course, I'm not even talking about me anymore. I'm just like, yeah, uh, just in general. Like, no, the EP, this is like such minor stuff to be like hung up on. Like, and I know better than to be like, okay, oh, you don't like my screams? Like, dude, I am 25. Like, <laughs> you're thriving. You're starting to rise records. Like, you're already like, coming out with like marketing plans. Like, the, the, yeah, you know, like, the train's rolling. So if they're not there like, with you in the beginning, then you think it's themselves. like it's like, dude, I, I dude, I sorry. Like, it's a metal, <laughs> it's a metalcore band. Like, okay, dude, you got my ass. Like, <laughs> like you're you're the one listening to us. Like, go <laughs> go go get chicky nuggies from mommy, dude. Like, <laughs> relax. So it's like I I know like and like a lot of people always come at me like, oh, the lyrics are like very like hateful woman i'm like dude it is like if anything it is like satire and it's like i'm not an incel and like if you're listening to it being like this is dope and like the vocals suck i'm like well you're an incel dude so i don't know what you're talking <laughs> about you need help so it's like it's just it's always funny it's like i uh, but again regardless all these people i know it's all rooted in something else and i don't take it personally and it's just it it is it's just funny. <laughs> I would like to meet everybody that hates on my vocals in person. Uh, dude, you get a good laugh. Trust me. You know what I mean? Uh, like, absolutely. Usually, oh I mean, I've God, seen like, what they look this like. Fucking person. Yeah, because usually nine times out of ten, everything's anonymous. Nobody's using a real profile to like actually back up a claim or anything no. else like that. The matter. I was just saying, if somebody's taking the time to comment on on a blood bather like video that means they look a certain way, and I think I already have the upper hand, so I go, it's fine. <laughs> like, like I. <laughs> I know, I know what you're about, dude. I get it, and you are out of your mind, so it's fine. <laughs> like, yeah. And into a brighter light, like, what do you, what do you grab from to inspire to write your lyrics in itself? Like, do you, do you take it from personal situations, or do you put it around a certain concept or um, topic to really thrive through the process in itself? Okay, this is a good question because, again, this last EP, the kind of the lyrics were kind of already laid out by Jeff, which is our old vocalist, Correct. and. I had to kind of like just change them enough where I was like, I like these slightly better. Um, I didn't really like the lyrics and I kind of had to work with that in a short time. So it's mainly just lyrics and a little bit of mine kind of mixed in mostly his. So I had to like make it my own. But again, this one, this album doesn't really necessarily like reflect like how my normal writing process would be. But, um, what, what usually what I would do, like I had older bands that I was in and um, and I would just I, at the time. Yeah, I would have like I, I had a lot of issues and I was straight edge and like, you know, I was angry at nothing and like really into hardcore. So like I would write things that were like very um, I would try to be scary, I guess, like <laughs> I would try to be like I would try to be out of my mind, like on purpose. I'm like, this is like really insane. And like oh, nobody yeah. says this. That's and awesome. If you guys want, like, the, anybody listening, my old band was a needle under the nail, and it's, like, some crazy early 2000s, late 90s metalcore. Um, so, like, Jack, and, Jack Nicholson, uh, like, Red Rum? Not, like, crazy like that. But like, <laughs> That's I was, crazy. I don't, I don't even remember what I said. Like, I, just to give, like, uh, put, uh, okay, put a hole in your chest so the world can see right through you, or, like... I don't know what the fuck I was on. I was saying like, it's like, 
if you won't disappear on your own, then I'll make you. Like, I don't. I was like, <laughs> and, and and and, and like the, yeah, and like the chant. Like, there's like this one video of like everyone's chanting this lyric, and I'm like, why the fuck are these people chanting this lyric? Like, like this is there's like when you die, I will be there, and then everyone's just like screaming it, and I'm like, yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> it's like that's so sus, and it's like now I didn't get a chance to like really like flex the one liners and. Mm. And now I'm just kind of off that. Like I, I'm kind of like more into like, like what we were talking about just now. Like you know, psychological punishment or like forgiveness or even like meditation. Like, um, and there's still a way to be in like a metal band and like accomplish that. Like if you look at bands like Gorguts and like they're like this crazy death metal like pioneers of like whatever new they like made like this new death metal genre, and all their shit is like talking about like Tibetan monks and like weird alternative healing and like the dark arts. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is, <laughs> this is so sick. And like, it has nothing to do with like killing anybody or, you know, it's like for like the greater good. I'm like, what the fuck? And like all these like weird dissonant tones are coming out and you're just like bombarded by this really like low end. And you're just like, this is like almost like, like <laughs> this is like atmospheric almost. And it's, it's like, I'm trying to like go with that. Um, unless so like, oh, I'm a bad man and I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> like, it's just, um, I think it's played out and I just don't think people that do feel like that are, um, have unlocked that level of understanding as to why they feel like that. So when you're tinkering with somebody else's lyrics, I, that's a very like odd situation to be in, like we said, but so when you're doing that and you obviously have a vision and you have a sound, mm-hmm. are you, you can Kind of obviously, you're for, you're formatting your own idea of what the previous vocalist is trying to convey with his lyrics. Are you trying to steer it in a different direction, or are you just trying to put together what fits as like a puzzle for you for you to be inspired by it? Uh, that second one more so. Yeah, I would just try to fit it in. That's yeah. that's tough, man. Yeah, make it make sense. Yeah, like mm-hmm. so, I like am singing something that I at least kind of can feel to some degree like i mean but that that's good at least like at least that's what drives you instead of having something that's kind of flat and not you're not just there to be there like you're not another instrument you are at least trying to put the thought into that like that right that's a huge hurdle to overcome i can't imagine doing that well that's what i'm saying it's like if if you if i wasn't feeling um the lyrics to some degree the vocal performance would suffer and there are parts that I just don't care about, and you can tell on the record that the vocal performance does suffer. And I was like, I was like, and like it's funny how the vocals do change based on if you actually feel a part versus not. For sure. And you know, there's a lot of parts I wasn't really feeling, and I was like, but then there was parts I was, and I was like, oh, this sounds really cool. Um, I wish I could have done that the whole way through, but I don't know. I kind of like that there is specific parts that are like very like high and then other like low parts that were like not like so it like creates a contrast mm-hmm. or like gives life to the parts that really deserved it so yeah it, it's it was it was rough it was an interesting thing but i'm hoping this next one is like actually like a pure record like yeah. it's just untainted by anything else and just trying to make it um I, i'm not trying to be like be like super sellouty i just want to write something that feels good no, that's not being sellout at all, man. That's no, like that's what, that's what it, that's what it's all about. Like, I'd rather hear that from somebody than say, like, 
Uh, this, this is just what came out, man. This is just what it was. Like, like at least you care enough to want to prop something up. Like, you have the platform to do it. You might as well say something that's worth saying, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, and I, I think, like, because, like, our, our fans or, like, people else do us are, like, younger, this is a good opportunity for me, like, or anybody to, like, again, instead of being, like, weird incel murderers, like, being, like, talking about things that are actually make sense or going to help them in the future. And, like, and not on some, like, christian rap or anything like it's just <laughs> but just like you know it's don't like, need anymore it's like no absolutely not it's just like <laughs> if anything like yeah like asking like instead of like an, i don't know there's like not so and not even like super like suicide silence where's where's your god thing but just more like why do you still believe in these constructs that are laid in front of you like mm-hmm. so vehemently and like it's like and again i'm sounding qu- corny again like the whole question everything but it's like yeah like just you know It'd be cool if, like, we're, like, okay, like, I get it. Like, you're super this one way, but, like, has that worked for you? Like, are you happy? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, yeah, what's going on? What's going on up there? It's buddy? healthy, man. Yeah, so it's, like, but, like, you know, obviously we still have that aggression, and, like, we're still pretty angry at things, and we're both working on a lot. Like, so it's, like, it's it'd be better to go through that with a lot of the younger kids, especially, so they mm-hmm. can get a head start and, like, be better than us. Oh, that's a great way of putting it, dude. Because honestly, like you setting setting ourselves up for this like industry for the future of like what's to come, like that's awesome. I love hearing that shit. A lot of it's hard when the gatekeepers like start, you know, putting their foot down and they they want to block something and like yeah, try to revolutionize a genre in itself. Like some people like with pop punk with my industry, like some bands that come out, they're just so good. But other people like this is a pop punk. I'm like, dude, just please go sit down or write (laughs) your same watered down like music that you have been for so long and you're 40 years old. So I just can't fucking wrap my head around that shit i mean and, and like coming back to um uh blood Bather, like you guys have i mean it's, it's a so it's a super young band like i think established like roughly 2016 for four years so the accomplishments already are like so so like serious to the point where you know now you guys have an opportunity to really work with a full team with prize records because they have such a great track record in general mm-hmm. and i hear so i hear i don't hear anything bad about the record labels in this industry at all but you know there are some labels i'm sure that would probably take control of creativity in a sense absolutely in a way i think one of my favorite i, I said this a couple times on the podcast uh, periphery is like one of my go-to they're like that you know that they reinvented the gen from a sugar and all that shit or whatever yeah uh, they they wrote their first album not, not their first album they wrote an album uh, for themselves for the first time with p3 and it was like one of their best albums and it seemed like maybe they were marketing their albums prior to what was expected so it's just like, you know, however you feel about putting out music that you thoroughly enjoy, usually that's the best that works out in the, in the long run. I, I have, a, I, I agree. Like, um, there's a lot that I wanted to say because you brought up like a bunch of points. Um, now but I'm trying to remember the first one. I'm trying to remember the first one. Those I was stuck on that one for a second. Oh, talking about gatekeepers. Um, mm-hmm. So, yes, um, I have like a, I, I understand why people do it, and I was once super up my own ass and doing it too, and being like, no, you can't fucking, this is not hardcore, like, blah, blah, it does not sound like agnostic front, blah, 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 like, this has breakdowns, that's not real hardcore punk, and so it's like, <laughs> and then, you know, and like, not that I didn't like all the stuff on the other spectrum that I hated, I just hated when people were like, this is hardcore, I'm like, this is totally not hardcore, and never will be, and, 
you know, like, what is it? Like a band that used to, like, I was like the hardcore scene in Florida is like really big. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, we had bands like Eco Strike and like Day by Day and like all these like really cool bands. And like, we also have a crazy death metal scene, like Morbid Angel and shit and D aside, whatever. And then like, like, you know, we're very like by our roots. Like, it's like, okay, this is hardcore. This is not hardcore, you know, like, mm-hmm. and obviously Bloodbather by that standard is not hardcore, like even a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like, it was funny. And like, I guess like I used to be on that wave and until I joined Bloodbather, even though it was kind of like, you know, I was just messing with my friends. I kind of, it kind of changed my perspective a lot. Like when I, you know, started playing shows with them and I was like, and then I started like, I had this like attitude that I was like better than like these like weird scene deathcore kids. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, what's up with y'all? But then again, like I was like, I just started realizing, I was like, these kids are kind of like normal and I'm just being an asshole. Like, like I was just being a huge dick. Obviously there is some genuine fucking bizarros and like <laughs> n- nothing course, you can yeah. do about that. But like, and then I still like started being like, well, there's still no reason for me to act like I'm better like than them. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like, you know, got off my, my shithead style. And I kind of just like, I kind of realized like I'm in this band now and <laughs> I, this completely humbled me out and I'm glad it happened because I was such a fucking asshole for no reason. Like mm-hmm. meeting people at first, like like at first meeting people and just being like, like making fun of them to their face. Like for what, like what, what was I trying to accomplish? You know, like I was like, and like my current friends thought it was hilarious, but then I started realizing I was like, I'm just pushing these people away. Like I'm like turning everybody off and like, it's just like a shitty thing to do and like i don't think a lot of people in the hardcore scene that haven't really opened their mind to being you know anything other than straight hardcore i don't think they've realized like how they come off or like you know and of course they can always argue like they don't care but like i think this has only helped me out like in like my own personal journey so like i would argue that gatekeepers have their own insecurities and problems. And I don't think it's like up to us to like, really like care what they think for the most part. And like, Mm. I I think that kingdom's going to fall soon based on like how like the meshing of the genres is happening already. That's how you revolutionize the, the genres in itself. I mean, you, you have to come up with something new, like blood Bay. There is something new and fresh to the point where it's not like you said earlier, like specifically hardcore itself. It has other roots from it. No matter what, um, no matter what magazine or interview company or or whatever is going to, identify it you know i've seen a couple articles where they put emo into it probably because of the yeah. style of the visuals and stuff you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's got like that solid vibe like a psychedelic vibe but um but yeah so it's like i don't know i just i just can't i just have to like let people have their opinions but they get drowned out pretty quickly i don't yeah. really nobody really focuses on them too much and um but that gives us an opportunity to revolutionize the the scene in itself so that way um that way there is room for growth like one of the one of the my favorite scenes. I wish you played that show, but um, this was before you were the vocals for Blood Bay. There, obviously, uh, this is hardcore. Came through Philadelphia, and that has like a pretty, you know, very tight scene. And that place was huge. Um, yeah. And there was, and you know, not all hardcore bands are straight edge either, and that's cool. Like I talked to James Poligi from Harm's Way back mm-hmm. in a while back, and uh, you know, that's how he inspires with his music. And that's that's great. But he knows, like he said, he's like that's not for everybody. You can't hold everybody to that standard, but that's just how they go about their music. Like, just unfortunately, it's like we're all obviously this is what we love, and everything about music it it's obviously it it takes something deeper inside of you. Everybody relates to it differently, so it's I, everybody does it. It's just 
who are the people that are able to take a step back and reflect and say, yo, I can be kind of a dick just because I put this in a box because in this box is what it means to me. Take it out of the box and it means something else to somebody completely different just because of how they relate to it. Unfortunately, like you say you're 25, we're all in our 20s too. It's just the worst kind of people in this industry just never get out of that mindset. And they're the ones that that ruin it for everybody. And for a while, it was a the, the most prominent people in the industry had that kind of an attitude. And now, fortunately, we were talking about the negative side of social media. The positive side of social media is that you can get people that have these different experiences and you can see the other perspective and be able to relate that way, even though it is completely different. So it's just it's really fortunate that you're able to do that now, especially with this uptick. Because after this is all over, it's going to be a, an incredible time. And like I keep saying, it's going to be a renaissance for music, especially for these smaller bands, hopefully, to get like stake their claim so maybe what i'm hoping for you guys especially for you since you're able to like reflect on how you used to be definitely now take the opportunity and like say yeah i was a fucking asshole before but learn from my mistakes and like let's go on this ride together like that's that's the way it should be man that's how most that's how everybody's got to think you know i agree obviously i'm, I'm with you 100 and i just don't think i for, unfortunately i'm not seeing you know, too much of that. I still see a lot of negative things happening and like people are still up, you know, up on their high horse. <laughs> and I, I just wish that it was as easy as being like, Hey, knock it off, change, you know, <laughs> hey, and, uh, hey, uh, relax. Or like, Hey, you want to try some fucking acid? Like what, like what, yeah. like, what? like, you know, there's like people like even debating like, yo, like if we just had a squirt gun and just it full of LSD and started spraying the cops, like things would be a lot different, you know. <laughs> things, 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 things. We That's might not have to have genius. these. Uh, might have to have these conversations anymore. It might just be like, you get it. Yeah. <laughs> you get it. Like, chill now. Can you like, like stop with the fucking brutality? Like, stop, stop on, killing dude. black people and beating your wife. Like, is it is it fine now? <laughs> like, like, did you confront your demons? I, I'm full on being like humanist, and like I think everyone deserves, you know, forgiveness and shit. But like, I. Mm -hmm. There are some cops that are constantly doing and perpetuating these terrible things and not really seeing what they're doing wrong. And that's where I be become forgiving because it's like, well, at least they don't know or maybe they don't or maybe they still have that power where it's like, I'm doing this, but I don't feel like I'm going to get in trouble for it. So therefore, I'm going to continue. Mm -hmm. and it's like that's where I get really sad versus, you know, some young dude being stupid and killing somebody and, th and like then feeling bad for it. But again, that person's life was still off. It's not a victimless crime. And that's where it becomes kind of like gray for me. It's like, damn, like what in, in my uh, quest, like what do I want for this person? Like, obviously I want to forgive them and I want them to grow. And mm -hmm. like, just in a, you know, in current day, just don't be a cop like you just can't right, exactly if it's, you can't handle that job please for the love of god like don't join like listen i'm on your side 100 percent. i think the whole fact behind everything is that there you can get like an extreme amount of adrenaline so like these police these police officers who are brutally you know killing innocent people hurting innocent people like they're out there let's not deny that but the fact is um they're kind of relatable to people who like abuse animals because they have yeah. the fact of that adrenaline that just gets frustrated their body i don't know what kind of sick you know you know it's it's brain damage right you know what i mean like it's, that that chemical just gets flown into your brain gets you that adrenaline gets you that 
Like that's what makes you feel good. And right. That's that, not healthy. That's the fucked up part. It's like yeah. I would like to relieve them of that. I, and again, I truly I I know that pure evil does not exist. Like that is some Bible shit. And like <laughs> like there's no pure evil entity causing anybody to do anything. It is because you have brain trauma like you something's fucked up like your 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 chemicals are all fucked up and like mm-hmm. or like you have trauma like you, you just haven't acknowledged it like all these people like these white fucking cops have like this crazy like power dynamic in their head that it's like they think that they're being attacked like they don't right. they see themselves as the oppressors they see themselves as like we are only defending ourselves and it's like how can you be so like tunnel vision to the point where you can't see the damage that you are doing it's like who how how can you say that you're being attacked when you have the gun and you have the right quote unquote to kill right. somebody like exactly so it's like really fucking crazy and like all these like I it just they just don't see what they're doing as like an evil and it's right. like that's where it becomes pretty sad and like and I understand all the frustration out there and like I'm completely on the side of the oppressed versus the oppressor and you know I just it it, it but again uh the the fucking softy in me is still going to feel bad for all parties involved. And mm-hmm. I just wish that all people that are hurting in the situation, even the fucking idiot cop is somehow going to learn from this and quit. Honestly, <laughs> like, right. As they should. Yeah. The I mean, system like, in place, they can't be a good cop. You just right. can't. Like for it's example, impossible. for example, um, we had two cops that murdered, uh, innocent, um, 25, 26 year old, I'm not going to get into detail, but, they didn't have tasers, so they had like the only instruments that they really had, I guess, were batons and their their firearms. I mean, he was chasing them down with a knife, right? You know, but the problem was like he's also mentally unstable. He has all medication. They called specifically for police to have help. Help. They knew, like the dispatcher knew he was medically disabled, right? So it's just it's just a whole. But like, where the fuck? I mean, worst case, like. If your life is that endangered, which there have been a few out there, I've seen some videos, but like in that situation, like, dude, where is your taser? Like, how is that not an instrument? Yeah, it's like, that, no, like, yeah, somebody who's like all, clearly got called for mental help does, he, there's no justification to shoot them. Like, right. it's like, and that's why a lot of black people are like, I'm not going to call the cops. Like, I don't blame this them. is like, why would you? It's like, it's like, okay, I have a domestic problem. Why would I call the cops? They're going to shoot my friend. You know, it's like, <laughs> Or like, or like, hey, I'm asking him to help, and they're gonna blow his brains out, and it's like, are right, okay? <laughs> like, and I just have to deal with that. Like, oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. And you're like, obviously, you're not gonna assault the cop because then you get life or you get shot. So it's like, it, it, you know, until people stop seeing, start seeing things like objectively, like the police are just a gang, but they have legal right. And I think that's what a lot of like, well, let's just say it, Republicans like think that, <laughs> like, you know, like this is. Because something is legal, that it makes it right, ethically. Right. Exactly. So, and it's like, you know, like that's why Republicans drink. They can do this. They drink this. Like it's like, or like when weed is legal, maybe they might smoke, and mm-hmm. it's not evil anymore. Like the evil has been outlawed, you know. And like, and it's like that's why, like you know, a lot of people are like, oh, these fucking druggy homeless people on the street are bad people. And it's like, no, dude, they just have a fucking problem. Right. And there's a lot of hypocrisy like, with it, too. I didn't mean to cut you yeah. off, but I just kind of wanted no, to get your attention. So, you know, the whole Colin Rittenhouse thing where he crossed the state borders and he shot those people when he was 17? Bro, right. he's still <laughs> being defended by that side because he was 100%. a patriot. And it's like, no, he broke the law. If you're for law and order, he's already he's already carrying a weapon without 
a legal right to crossing That's what I'm state lines. It's like, like, come on, man. Like, it's like now keep, he might keep be it consistent. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, is it that hard? Like, That's if he wants to go there and help clean up and be for the cause of, like, you know, trying to sure, rebuild the community, yeah. fine, whatever. That's fine. But his mom dropped him off in the AR-15. Like at seven. Like yeah, old. exactly. It's like you were out looking for blood. Like I get it. Like just, just be own it up. And like all the people are like defending him. Like it was self defense. It's like yeah, dude. Like I get it. I seen the video, and like, but dude, let's see what the first thing that happened was. Correct. Like, like name the first. Like let's go by process of elimination. And it's like he already fucked up twice before then. Right. And no, I don't necessarily think that he deserved to die either. I'm not so sure if he was or like, but I don't think anybody he was, you know, fighting against or he shouldn't even be there in the first place should have lost their lives either. And let's say that if he wasn't there, they probably wouldn't. So is this going to be like a uh, idea to probably inspire into your lyrics somewhere in the future? Maybe. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think it's more like this is just like a starting point. It's more like because this is such an easily like identifiable problem that, you know, I, I'm big proponent of like obviously I've pretty much made it clear with my mushroom kingdom back here that I like uh, <laughs> I like I I think that you know finally coming face to face with like your problems is a huge way to making society actually better and like I'm I'm really thrilled that Oregon like out you know unban like they, now they, they all these substances are legal right yeah. so basically like they you know if you are using any kind of drug or paraphernalia in itself like you will not get arrested you I think we'll probably just have to go through. Some kind of rehabilitation or something, which is I don't, I don't what think everything you even should. Have to, I don't even think you have to go through that. I think that's why they did it, so they don't. That's have great. Any, we, yeah, because yeah. now there's what there's like um like cybocillin like um like healing that they're doing now. So like now there's like actually medical properties that they're like okay, if you go to a doctor, they're gonna be like, yo, you have fucking brain trauma, dude. Like let's <laughs> let's give you some mushrooms. There's a lot of evidence towards psilocybin being a a big component that could be used to treat like PTSD. And, 100%. Certain, and everybody I've ever talked to that has done it, they've said that it what what I think the most profound thing across the board with everybody I've, I've ever talked to that has had an experience with it, because I never have, is that they say that they're able to approach and come to terms with trauma that happened in their life that they were never able to approach before and just accept it. And Absolutely. that's like, it's amazing. It's that like that's a a wild thing to even think that that's possible. Like I, it, I know, I know a couple of people that have had huge things that they they direct directly correlate it to that. Dude, it is almost immediate. It is healing. It is. That's what I'm saying. It's like I have yet to it, through these properties. Like I have changed my life dramatically, and like I I acknowledge my problems, and like I see people that are holding on to like all this grief, and I'm like, dude, just please try like psilocybin, like or like. LSD or something and like confront it's a it's way easier than wasting years like perpetuating the same like mistakes you're making and like getting angrier and angrier until you fucking start shooting people and then it's like it, it, this is such a I just don't see why it's still outlawed like or why the powers that be deem it to be so like negative mm -hmm. um, I that's what I'm saying it's like I, I think the best people you meet are the people that have been healed. Like, it's like, okay. Like, or if like some, even a friend comes up to you, he's like, Hey, this is a problem that you have that you've never acknowledged before. Typically you're going to get mad because it's, uh, you're, you know, attacking your character in your head instead of being like, well, maybe I do do this. Um, what's my problem? Let me figure it out. Yeah. It takes like, like constructive criticism. Right. Like, <laughs> let me, yeah, yeah, of course. And like, even still like by ourselves, like constructive criticism, you can only do so much, you know? That's true. And, and it's like, 
with you know psilocybin or LSD or like all these things like psychedelics, you're gonna it's gonna like basically re you're basically re <laughs> what what is it um what's that thing are you reallocating your stats basically <laughs> it's like it is it is mad stat reallocation you're like damn i i need like 32 more intelligence um but i gotta like get rid of 40 trauma so mm. i'm just gonna like confront what and things that you just don't even remember you're like oh fuck that really shaped my life and if I, it gives you a chance to like kind of go back and do things the correct way of how you would deal with it in a healthier manner and then kind of just forgive yourself and then you are and what's a, even, a better person. And what's even crazier about it is if you really like just break it down for what it is with with uh, with specifically psilocybin and marijuana, two naturally occurring things in nature that could do that to you mentally that are so outlawed, so barred against from us from even getting in possession of. And finally, like at least it's changing. Like slowly, yeah, yeah. New Jersey just legalized recreational weed. Eleven other states did it, so it's it's good that we're seeing this progressive change. Where finally we're we're at least acknowledging that these things aren't as bad as like I remember in the Dare program when I was a kid, I had a cop come in, showed us like this board of all the drugs, and they were like, "If you smoke marijuana, it's over. Know, all <laughs> the all the dudes are gonna grow tits, and all the guys or all the girls are gonna grow mustaches." I dude, remember them telling me that. Man. It's crazy <laughs> propaganda, dude. It's out of its mind. <laughs> and look where that program's at now. It doesn't exist. It's out the window. Imagine putting that program in Oregon, dude. It's <laughs> not gonna fucking happen. Yo, Oregon's like the Wild West now. That place is like just barren wasteland. It's gonna be crazy. I love it. I love That's it. what I prefer. Give people their fucking freedom. We're like they, we, we consider ourselves a free country, but we're not that free. Let's be honest. Hey, they snuck that in there too. That just like right. we were ta- we were talking about with a coworker of mine. He was saying like we we got like the notification on our phone about about like Oregon decriminalizes all hard drugs. And we we're like, you know that that's there's that guy in the courtroom sitting in the back that's like all decrepit. And he's like, they finally did it. He's like they're been fucking waiting. <laughs> just insane. It's got to be a domino effect from here on out. I mean, even microdosing like uh, mushrooms, like that's also been very helpful. I've seen a lot of documentaries, obviously on Netflix. Where else are you gonna find some sick documentaries about drugs <laughs> <laughs> other than Netflix at like three o'clock in the morning? But I mean, it works wonders depending on like the situation that you're diagnosed with. I don't know. There's just like so many natural ways to go about like recovering your body in itself. I, I, dude, I 100%. Like, there's been cases of people like curing like like actual just like diseases like people bipolar disorder and shit like that or multiple personality people just like what is it i mean and uh, i you know what actually i mean yeah the source was i guess kind of credible but i only saw it on that site so i can't even say 100 percent. but apparently this lady took like uh, an absurd amount of like lsd tabs like stupid she had bipolar disorder and i guess she like went to the hospital or whatever because she was fucking out of her mind i'm sure for like hours i'm more days and then i guess she like went to a coma woke up and then basically was like but again it only stops at her saying that she was cured like she didn't have bipolar disorder anymore but like that's the thing it's like it's not so far off for me that i can't believe it like this that is a very real like that's a reality that is very possible it's like if you recognize that you have an issue and like any mental illness it it's very possible you can face it and understand why it's happening or at least better control it. But, um, like, I don't know. It's like I, something that this good is now like deemed like if you get caught here, 
per se, like with like even like a tab or two of acid, you're going to be like charged with like some grand fucking out out of this world, like distribute like mass distribution of drugs charge that like it's like dog, like <laughs> the like one of the most harmless drugs, actually, like you're not going to die. Like and it's mm-hmm. just it, 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 it's still wild to me that like even like Oregon doing it, it's like nobody's really following suit yet. And like, especially like, you know, who knows when Texas is going to hop onto that, you know, and stuff mm. like that. I figured California would have already, but it's, it's, it's a, it's pretty slow growing, honestly. Yeah. One state at a time. And it's a shame too, because like when these, when these people do um, get arrested for drug paraphernalia or drugs in general, I mean, you're not really solving the problem. You're making it 10 times worse. It already was the war on drugs is a joke. And you know, well, that's um, what I'm saying. It'll it's never so... end so much money. And bro, even that, like with like the judicial system, like, with arresting people like those are also businesses they have to fill those cells so i mean privatized and everything so it's like yeah but that's like where my gripes are with like the way things are it's like that's what i'm saying nobody deserves the punishment that we are getting that we're taught to believe that we deserve and obviously the ways that we the things the terrible things that we are doing can be fixed with things that we have means to to get already so it's a two-way street like i nobody deserves prison the way it is now absolutely not it shouldn't be like this feral system of, you know, and you're locked up with other people that aren't getting rehabilitated because it's not a rehabilitation center. It's just a fucking crazy machine. And, you know, you might get stabbed because you looked at somebody the wrong way or blah, 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 or you're going to get raped in jail. And that's a terrible, like, come on, dude. Like, and this could all be fixed if, you know, you start earlier and tell people that these weird ways of being are not natural. Like, this doesn't have to be an animalistic society where everyone's getting attacked for no reason or you have to take things as, as crazy as they are. And it's just, like, it, it. I don't know. It's, like, and the people that are obviously trying to make those changes are deemed crazy. And it's, like, the, the crazy ones don't realize that they are crazy. And it's right. It's it's a huge, like, paradox. Yeah. And, um, but anyways, yeah, I we've gone on this topic. Obviously, you guys can ask me anything else. Like we we've gone about this. <laughs> we, we probably, if we want to talk about the band, we can do that. I'm I'm sorry. I just it's a good conversation. No, dude, it's yeah. it's gone so well. Like, dude, like I mean, we can talk about and it, it basically just the flow of the conversation in itself too. Right, right, so right. I mean, but in more band, it's, that's... it's good. It's good to give a, a a chance for your fans to see who you actually are, since you you know haven't had a chance probably to get get the word out of like where you stand on these kind of things. So that's nice. True. Yeah, I guess dude. you're right. Don't beat yourself up. I mean, where was like one time I think I'm trying to think of like an episode that like really, really went like not as I planned. <laughs> and like it was just like we were just talking about something else completely. Oh, um, Lauren for Sharptooth. She is like one of my go to mm-hmm. girls, dude. Like she is a huge, you know, huge advocate for um feminism and like the whole scenario mm-hmm. of rights of human rights and everything. Absolutely. Um, we toured with them. We, we talked about the album the first time and then we had to reschedule because like our computer was taking shit kind of like, you know, how it wasn't back in the day when I was explaining to you. And then the next time I met up with her, it was like, the, it was like, I was like, what do you want to talk about? What do you don't want to talk about? And she's like, I don't want to talk about the things I usually talk about. I want to talk about the album. I was like, okay. And then like, I saw her like three days later and it was like a complete change. I was like, oh shit. Like, I am not prepared for this. Like, she is way more intelligent than I am. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Just go, just go pop off. No, yeah, she knows, she knows her shit. Um, I, I like her a lot. She's cool. The rest of that band is really nice too. And um, my what they took us out with um. Oh, you went out with Sharptooth? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was that was actually my my second tour. I was still playing bass at the time, but now we made friends with all of them. They were all really cool. Lauren was really nice. Like, um, and yeah, she knows she knows her shit about what she knows about, and you know, she obviously preaches on stage, so it's like, and like, yeah, I, I, we were all like 
our band's pretty proactive in that shit too. So we're like, yeah, like we get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. So like, no, like it, it's cool that we have bands like that. Has, um, it, has it been difficult? I don't mean to cut you off, but uh, has it been no, difficult no, to like tour with medical metalcore bands in itself? Because like you guys are more prolonged of like hardcore music in itself. Like I remember Blood Bather touring with of Mice and Men at one point. Like is it is it a good idea to like cross? you know, breed those two genres in itself. Like, how does that work when you play live with those kind of shows? So, I mean, cause like we're, we're te- like, we're metal core enough, but we're obviously a little bit more gritty. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, younger kids aren't going to be able to tell the difference. They're mm-hmm. going to definitely feel a vibe. Um, but, um, now like most shows, like especially that of mice and men run, people actually were, were going in for us, you know, we're going crazy. And, and I was like, yeah, this is sick. And you, cause we're off with for the fallen dreams and but they kind of went a little soft i'm not gonna lie they, they kind of like, yeah they came back yeah. a little soft i think they were just trying to market differently or i think they of, had a new of course of course i don't know sure yeah no 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 they they got chad still okay um, good so and like those guys great guys too and like you know i'm it changed my perspective on a lot of things when we took we got taken out by them and uh mice and men turned out to be like the nicest people i've ever met in my life <laughs> so it was like strange i was like what the fuck i was like they are like too chill um and like there was like a lot of like drama on that tour, and the of mice and men dudes like kind of like stood up for us because like we were getting shit on by like the tour manager, and they basically like call, had called a meeting, like everybody on the tour, like the tour manager's staff, blah blah blah, and like all the bands, and we're like, this is fucking disgusting. Don't ever do this. Like, like basically, That's awesome. just, yeah. I, I was I was taken aback, and I'll obviously never forget that. And like I still follow them, and like I go on their live streams, and like we're all just like we're all pretty cool still. So it's. It's amazing, yeah. But kids, like, obviously, can tell there's a difference. Like, we're more visceral, I think, and like these bands are been around a long enough time where they kind of mature into like going more melodic. Usually, that's mm-hmm. usually just kind of how it is. And um, no, but we've had a great reaction each, each time. Like, we did Attila. People liked us there. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. Yeah, he's in, he's in that case. He's nice guy. He's just out of his mind. And, um, <laughs> That's the perfect you know. epitome of someone who doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks about him. Yeah, no, I respect it, honestly. I have a lot of respect for him. Um, but yeah, like, I, I, I enjoy going on metalcore bands because I think some of the hardcore bands aren't ready for us, like, mainly the gatekeeper ones. Like, mm-hmm. we definitely are in a weird niche, like, between the two. And I think the cool guy bands don't necessarily want to give us that shot yet. And the metalcore guys are obviously not too cool for anything, so mm-hmm. they're we're always down to like hang out with them and do our thing. And I've seen bands take that route too like, that we're doing, and they've come out more successful than the gatekeepers. So I don't feel bad at all. Yeah, like that's why I was scared a little bit when Knock Loose started getting a little bigger, and I was like, oh, are they gonna like ban them? Not ban them, but like are the gatekeepers like not gonna be like on board with it because it is something completely new? But it seemed like they mm-hmm. got a, you know, a well-rounded you know liking towards it. So. No, yeah, they were sure. gatekeeped for a while, so Jesus you know Christ. they were not allowed to be cool for a long time. But then they've infiltrated, and now look at them—they're on top. Bro, it's happening like in pop punk too. Like um, Knuckle Puck, there's this band coming out called—they uh, just signed with Hopeless Records. They're called Meet Me at the Altar. Um, the vocalists and the guitar player—they're—they're they're all females, and they're like an easy core kind of band, and you know okay. they're already getting gatekeeped. And I'm like, this is fucking gold. Like, it's a diversified band, and it's a diversified band in a genre where it's filled with like white pedophiles. Like, can we please have some good? <laughs> I was saying, like, break break the the stereotype by now. 
like, I don't understand. But yeah, I mean that's that's great that you guys actually get that opportunity. I'm sure those those shows were massive. Like I I can see you guys coming back when the world opens back up. I mean you you know with this heart this is hardcore. That's also like a huge scene in itself too. Like Philly's got a really right. hardcore scene. Yeah, when we played that. It was cool too. Like a lot of kids were moshing and shit, and mm-hmm. I was surprised because I was like, this is not gonna go well. Like because we're like not necessarily the hardcore band that they're looking for but um you know kids kids were popping off definitely some weirdos but like thank god you know because if not for them then (laughs) it would have been nobody so like yeah a lot of like kids that just don't give a fuck were like into us and it was sick and like uh joe's super cool i think he did a podcast with salem like not too long ago so Mm -hmm. yeah i would love to play that 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 uh fest again Blood Baby needs so. to be, come out with a Running Man meme or something along the lines of that. Something God, I, <laughs> even though I'm so against it, if that's what it takes, like, whatever. <laughs> I asked James. He says he doesn't give a shit as long as people don't. Um, as long as people like enjoy the music. And then there's there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of comments that said, as I was going back on it, they uh, they said this is how they found out with the band. So that's cool. But yeah, it's like whatever like, it takes. Yeah, whatever somebody overdubs with something. I mean, it's a big you know it's a big guy moshing on stage with tattoos and no i get it yeah it makes sense <laughs> that's the thing it's like that's, they, so that's how people like found out about lorna ashore or something with like the cat meme oh, or whatever God. and people are like and it's like dude what it's like all right if that's what it takes like does somebody have to make a weird sus meme about like my band that like it's like oh god then I'll, like and then it's like do i become the meme band now and it's like is that is that does that stay with us or is it just like hopefully something that happens and it's like it fades like we got our fans from that and then it just disappears but, i'm sure it'll definitely fade too but at the same time like i think they could have capitalized on it with like merch and stuff like i don't know 100 like, percent, absolutely yeah. like, oh by the way also like i don't i want to get your opinion on this like how fucking cool is it that tom from lorna shores now and chelsea grin like tell me that's a fucking like that's like a dream um, team. I don't know. I fucking do. I think it just enhanced that band so much. So I mean, with these types of bands, like I don't really like keep up. Like mm-hmm. I keep up. Like I'm definitely like I know what's going on. But like when that happened, I was just kind of like, all right. I I think Alex definitely ran his course with that band because I think his vocal sounded not as anywhere near as good as they They're used to fry. Yeah, they were like starting to fry out. It seemed they were. It sounded like he needed to stop screaming. Um. Like I thought he had like vocal damage or something. Mm-hmm. And I liked older Lorna Shore, like way back in the day, like the first two releases, which there was like this EP that they released back in the day. Yeah. It's like straight up just cool. And then they released another EP, which was Bone Kingdom or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And then after that was Grimmore. Or... Yeah. And after that was like Maleficium or whatever. When they started becoming like black metal I was like, ah, it's not my thing anymore. Mm-hmm. But that's when people started liking them. So it's like, I I don't know, with like Deathcore now, I'm not sure I'm like a fan of it. I really like the older like MySpace crazy like white belt grind Deathcore. <laughs> Chop for a like, Bree fucking. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. All, all that like weird like little psycho core like Psyopus or something. Oh all my the, god, the name like, of it. All, all the Canadian crazy like grind, fake grind bands. Like that was, that's where I like my Deathcore to be. But um, when it's like you know, newer stuff. I was like, I don't even know who like a besides Chelsea Grin. There's like White Chap. I don't even like White Chapel. Like stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. I think they're sick. Don't get me they wrong, but sick, it's like yeah. it's just like not something like damn. I feel like listening to like 
white chapel today like <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like listening to like let's yo i'm in a car right let me listen to like new chelsea grin and yeah. it's like again it's because i'm 25 and i'm probably like their same age and like i like what i like like growing right. up with and exactly. i didn't grow up with them you're not obligated to like anything you don't like. That's what that's you know. That's why when people say like, oh, I won't listen to that band. I'm like, that's fine. You don't have to listen to the band, but shut your shut the fuck up. Like you don't. Have to that's what I'm saying. It's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I have I got nothing but respect, and I think those bands are like cool for doing what they do. And um, and I, as I've come to know, like even though I I may have thought they were corny in the past, every time I meet them, I am always blown away. Like I'm always the idiot. Yeah. Like it's like. Like, oh, they're actually sick. Like, they actually know what they're doing. Like, oh, I'm an idiot. I'm stupid. Like, I know if we toured Chelsea Grant, I'd probably be like, okay, yes. Okay, yeah, guys. exactly. Like, how can you not fine. say no? Yeah. Like, fine. They're sick. I won't even lie. Like, you got my ass. Like, but, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for when the world opens up. I would like to tour with as many cool bands as possible and make new friends. And um, that's, that's about it on that. Yeah, I and, and you know what? And before we like sign off, because I appreciate you like taking the time and really like putting yourself out there and hold like really having a deep conversation with everything and anything that you're doing with Blood Bather. Um, how are you in Salem doing with the writing process through this? Because I know I'm sure you're itching to really, really grasp that new album and put everything that you have into it vocally. Um. So yeah, the new new album's coming. Uh, it's hard <laughs> because yeah, like. I think we like said this way earlier, but it might not have been made it through. But um, the it it's just confusing because there's so much I want to do, and I don't know if the way I'm writing it is gonna come off, you know, how I want it to come off to people listening. So <laughs> that's always the issue. It's like, damn, like, do I need to like dumb it down? Like, it's like, is this like more commercial? Or like, do I am I even gonna like it more commercially, or is it like? is that selling out, which I don't really believe in that term. It's like, what, like, what is like, I'm trying to be like, so unlazy about it or like the right things I actually think sound sick that I would like want to hear. But I like so many things that like, and so many genres that it's like, damn, I want to fuse all these things. But like, can I do this tastefully or like, will I need help? And that's where probably Salem is going to come in and help me mm-hmm. because he's going to have to write, or play these songs live and we are very different styled in guitar. So like when I'm showing him things, he's like, why the fuck did you write this? Cause like then he'll, <laughs> he has to like, like I'll have to keep on like showing him like, this is how and he's like, fuck. And he's like, he's like, I, he's like, dude, I'm not that good at guitar. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like, I, I get lucky. I'm like, that's why like, all our other stuff is just like chugs and it's like fun, like whatever. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I want, I want to experiment more and, um, I'm definitely itching to get like whatever release out. Like I, I just want to release like even like two songs or something. Just like put it mm. out. Be like here, like this is what we're going for next. This is Fuck a you. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a really nice treat. Like, yeah, which is what I want to do. And then maybe put those songs later on an album, like remixed, remastered, something. But um, yeah, like I'm hoping to do that within like obviously next year. Yeah, for um, sure. Early next year, hopefully if. Two songs at least. If I can just nail two songs out, I'd like to put those out and just wrap it up in a bow and be like, here, like here's like what we're working on. This is it. Obviously, times are tough. Like we didn't want to waste your time. Like you know, there's so much time that can go into like writing a full length, and you know we might fade into like no existence by then. So 
in COVID time, you know, in COVID just... time. Yeah. You just got to keep fresh, but you're, you're on a great label with a great marketing team and like, you know, everything's True, just yeah. going your ways right now. So, I mean, like, honestly, it's, I mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to spit some labels and I'm going to actually, you know, I'm going to spit this label and I'm going to edit it out. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> Sumerian records controls your fucking music so hard, dude. Like it's yeah, not really like yeah. said, but dude, you have to like, that's why I mentioned periphery, but I won't mention Sumerian. Sumerian like basically markets you to success but like you have a very strict control of what you want to do like when Veil of Maya lost their vocalist for someone who can clean sing and scream like it's just completely... it was over yeah <laughs> it was over <laughs> no I I get it no yeah they my friend's band did like that battle for the band Sumerian thing whatever oh, and oh, it was no. yeah road to whatever and like they won and they got the contract or whatever and it was basically like yeah, you can write whatever, but we're gonna review it, and we're basically gonna be like, hell you, no. you're gonna do this. Yeah, hell no, and yeah. do this. <laughs> like, so and so they didn't take it. They were like, well, no, <laughs> like we're like we don't want to write that, and right. so they didn't get the deal, and that was it. Fuck but um, so it's like it's a hit or miss. Like I wouldn't have, you know, shit on them for not or for taking it. I would have been like, yeah, dude, make your money, whatever. At least like kind of like the music or something, but. You know, they they really stick to their guns and was like, no, fuck that. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, now they're nothing, and so it's like, would that have been better? Who knows? Like, who knows? I, you could have been stuck in a contract. Who knows? Like, where that's what I'm quit. saying. It's like that's what. The, yeah, where you quit mid tour. Game of life. That's a, yeah, you never know. Just gotta fucking throw really a dart dartboard and hopefully it sticks. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm saying. It's like, yeah, but I'm glad you guys are staying safe and dude, I, and we're gonna get off this recording. But I really appreciate you uh, coming by. Blood Bathers fucking killing it with their new EP. They just came out and October. And dude, like, we're looking forward to seeing more content, content, and more music sure, for you dudes. Yeah, thank you. Fucking rad. So, thanks for coming on, man. Nice talking to you. Hey, no, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate talking to you.